Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are back once again with our weekly podcast, True Hill Heat 116. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including all the fallout from AEW Revolution, with a former WWE World Heavyweight Champion signing with the company, an action-packed card, and one of the most deflating Botches and endings to a pay-per-view. <sighs> Probably in wrestling history, but definitely in company history. Week 68 of the Wednesday Night Wars with two huge shows of WWE NXT with Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. And an enorm- and a huge uh, AEW Dynamite with a huge closing angle with the inner circle being shaken up during the war council an enormous main event announced for impact rebellion the latest in the new japan cup and preview and predictions for impact sacrifice and more i am back once again with the beautiful the lovely miss christy love hello 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 hey guys what's going on brooklyn stand up Yes, and happy birthday, Biggie. Thanks for repping that uh, during his birthday, Reed Chrissy. Thank you. And we are back once again with the resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn stand up. You know, March 9th was a was our close to 20, 20 years already. Wow, almost. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Wow. Yep. <laughs> And this week, we have another special guest. We have another podcaster extraordinaire. He is one of the hosts of Reekins of Wrestling, a content creator and host for Sports Keto Wrestling. This man watches a whole bunch (laughs) of professional wrestling out in the Florida area. The one, the only, Jose Gonzalez. This is almost a dream come true because it would have been even better if we were all in person. Yeah. You know, this is a close second. Guys, thanks for having me, bro. I'm, I'm really hyped up for tonight. I got my drink ready. Let's talk some wrestling, bro. I, I love the name of your podcast. I love it. And Yo, yeah, so... So our podcast, we've been doing our podcast since uh, 2016, and it's just been growing and growing. And it's just, and it's not just for Reekins because of the name of the show, <laughs> but you know, but Reekins is also an American, so Americans, you know, so this for them too. Hello. So, it's for, so it, it, not not just white people watch, you know, wrestling. All <laughs> everybody watch wrestling. So, um, so we've had the uh, you know the, the the fortune of interviewing some big names in the lucha libre world. Uh, current top guys in AEW, so uh, so yeah, it's been it's been an awesome experience and an awesome uh, an awesome journey. Nice. Yes, you've been doing great stuff. So we're very happy for you to join us. You have one of the greatest backgrounds of any guest that we've <laughs> yes, had on yep. the show. So thank you for that as well. <laughs> hey, you know, no, it's all about production quality. If I can bring that onto your guys' show, hey, why not? Oh, of course, got to bring yes. that to the table. <laughs> So this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends over at Powered 4 TV, one of the best streaming sites in the UK. You can get 50% off your first month over at Powered 4 TV by the promo code SP3. Over 40 different promotions going on over there. You can see stars like Pac, 
Phoenix, AJ Styles, all available on Powered 4 TV, so check it out for sure. And of course, this is a reminder to you guys watching, like this video, share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. Of course, there is the subscribe button or the iCard. You could click on that to subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell and press all so you always get alerted whenever we get new content. And we start off every True Hill Heat with our True Hill Roll Call. This is for you guys, everyone supporting True Hill Heat on YouTube and social media. First of all, we start off with our top three conversation starters, the True Hill Trinity. We got Jermaine Pacman coming in at number three. Coming in at number two is James Wims. He's one up from last week, Top Guy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. at least he heard <laughs> from that. You got to push a little harder. Push a little harder. But I see you going up. You, you stepping it up. I see you. And coming in at number one, two weeks straight, we got Charles Kirkhoff. And a couple of true heels that we got to shout out, uh, Carlos Navarra, uh, Russell Harrison, Ra Light, Andy Heater, uh, Notor Notorious One Greg, and Johnny Vaca. So a couple of those from Twitter as well as the Facebook world. And our subscriber highlight we had on True Hill Heat 115, Frantic World says, This was a really good podcast today. I like your AEW predictions and your ideas on how the pay-per-view will play out. And I hope AEW will have a Survivor Series type of pay-per-view so we can see AEW versus Impact, AEW mm. And or AEW versus NWA. We also had on True Hill Heat 115, Kwame Shafir said, I had very low expectations for the Shaq Jade versus Cody uh, Velvet match, but the, that match became one of those matches that was better than I, what I expected it to be. Whoever planned and structured this match should definitely be praised. Shaq looked good, and I was very impressed with Jade Cargill, despite how super green she is right now. And mm -hmm. I see potential in Cargill and a bright future ahead of her. This match to me is the most fun wrestling match of 2021 because mm. the match such good shit. <laughs> uh, and finally, we had for New Japan 49th anniversary and New Japan Cup review uh, preview, Kayfabe Tactics. He says, I enjoyed the anniversary show. I know you two are not the biggest fans of Khan, but I really enjoy him. I think he needs a bit more vicious when he's on the attack, but I think he has a ton of potential. The main event was great as expected. It just gives me even more hope of a Bushi goon and can't wait to hear your opinion. Thanks for the review. So thanks to all you guys who supporting True Hill Heat on social media and on YouTube. But we got to start off this podcast with what we missed. And what we missed was, of course, AEW Revolution, which was headlined by the exploding barbed wire. <laughs> Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley in bell to bell, which was a really great wrestling match. He got the win. Thanks to help from the good brothers, the impact world tag team champions. They beat down Moxley after the match and we were going to, and they were going to leave him in the ring for the explosion. But Eddie Kingston came down to save his former friend and put his body over his and then it. there was no bomb. There was, was no bomb at all. There were sparklers. There was a little poof, a little smoke, and that was about it. There so was more pyro during the entrances than um, the bomb exploding. 
There was more pyro during Gilbert's entrances or Kane's entrances during the Attitude Era than it was at the end of this pay-per-view. So let's ask Jose first, our special guest. What was your thoughts on, let's separate these things, because I feel like a lot of right. people are not separating these things. They you are associating to. the explosion with the hard work that Moxley and Omega put in the match. So let's view everything in, in, separate, in separate forms. What was your thoughts on the match? The post-match angle with Eddie Kingston, and then the explosion. So okay. match-wise, <clears throat> I thought the match was was phenomenal. I thought there was a brilliant display of technique mm -hmm. from both competitors, Moxley, just like Omega. Omega just he just put on he was in a different type of gear on Sunday night when it came you know when it came to that to that match. Obviously, having you know the help from the Good Brothers, you know. Dad didn't help out. <laughs> the whole explosion countdown situation and Kingston coming out. What I liked about Kingston coming out was that it kind of like touched back on the storyline between him and, and John Moxley and almost reconciling when we see that on Wednesday night. Yeah. But just kind of like getting on him and selling that he's completely blacked out after a dud of an explosion, which was completely underwhelming and... Just like uh, Callis said, oh, you're mad because you didn't get what you expected? Well, yeah, we were. you guys sold it to us as it's going to be this massive explosion. You guys showed B-roll of the Japanese footage of these death matches that were going to be so chaotic, almost Armageddon-like, where the, the ring explodes and just is this uh, plume of a cloud of, of smoke going up, and we didn't get that. So I was really let down about that. They, they could have really done it a really good way and i love what they did on the wwe side not to bring that up real quick on raw where they kind of gave him a little jab at the end of monday night raw with the with their explosion so uh, <laughs> over, overall overall the match without the ending was a good match uh -huh. it, it overall was a good match however a lot of people that are just aew viewers casual viewers um, not not people like us who analyze and report this stuff. They're gonna take that pay per view, and they're gonna be like, that entire pay per view was garbage because of the way it ended. Yeah, you know, it, it, oh. you have to, if you build up this this pay per view had what two or three months worth of build up, and you end the way that you did. That's uh, that's kind of problematic. Yeah, yeah, it's like what Vince McMahon always says. It's how it's how you finish. It, you they oh they only remember the finish is what he usually says, and that's what a lot of fans kind of viewpoint was on the entire pay per view coming out of Sunday. So Chrissy, what was your thoughts on the explosion and the performance of Moxley and Omega during the match? Okay, so this 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 match was the reason I ordered the pay per view in the first place. Because I wanted to see the match, a uh, 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 whole barbed wire death match. Never seen one before. Um, so the like, like Jose said, the match was good. It was I, I got color. I got everything, and it's it's unfortunate that the un, the ending did what happened. You know, the ending came out the way it did because the show was good. That match was good, and it's unfortunate that 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 ending was the, the ending of all for the whole pay-per-view. And it's sad. Um, Eddie Kingston oversell. Like, did he not hear that the stuff didn't explode? Like, I'm, I'm, like I was, because I'm sitting there, and I'm like, 
I know I'm high, but I'm not that damn high where this is like <laughs> this now. I, I know, know I had a mean. drink. I know what I, you mean. <laughs> I had a drink. I had a drink, and I'm like, I know. Because I'm like confused. I'm like, like, why Eddie not moving? Like, did he like have a seat? Like, did he like did something? Ha- I thought something like really happened to him where he could not get off of box. And I'm like, okay, now you're suffocating box because you're really, really <laughs> heavy, and you're on top of this man. I'm like, hmm, this is not supposed. This is not right. But you know, once they got him up, and you know, John was okay or whatever. Well, he wasn't really okay, but you know, once he, you know, once they did all that, I was like. Dude, did you not understand or hear that? Okay, maybe you just, you should have came with a plan B just in case. So just just do something else. Improvise. Like you're professionals, you can do it. Like John is not gonna say no. You should have you should have got off me. Like this stuff didn't explode. So let's go to like, let's do something else. Like 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 I feel like he should have probably like so Kingston should have like put his head up, realized that right. it wasn't a big deal, hand uh, help Moxley up. Correct. And then maybe walk backstage. That would have been a better ending, right? Than the way that it did because AEW didn't release what Moxley said because they cut off the stri- the, the broadcast. The stri- the stri- yeah. Right? They they showed afterwards when Moxley was like, "Well, you know, uh, you know, my, uh, Omega can't build on a, 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 a bomb worth a shit. floating reed worth worth a shit." And that was but, the unfortunate part too because it's like. Okay, we that and that part like told us okay yeah like we we already know that this was a dud and this something happened and they had no control over that that you know they're wrestling they're doing their part but you know Kingston just was like overselling and just was like dude like I know you can hear it wasn't that damn loud in there so. yeah it, <laughs> really it really came down to communication between right them because you know Tony Khan obviously is backstage and he sees the explosion he should have communicated to the announce team to not go ahead and, and sell it the way they did and correct correct like oh the you know it was a blood uh, a, a blunder or a botch or it went wrong you know the announcers are the the voice of the viewer watching right, so they right. Are the that are supposed to be communicating this to us and when they act like that was a big explosion it takes away the trust that the viewer has Mm -hmm. and that hurts everything and then jerry lynn and the guys coming down why don't you just tell eddie kingston like stop selling stop Stop selling get get the fuck up it ain't go it ain't go it ain't tapping him like i'm like we're thinking that something is really wrong but but uh, basically, like Jose said, Moxley cut a promo uh, after the show that uh, AEW uh, released on social media saying that uh, Kenny Omega is that one hell of a wrestler, but he can't uh, make an exploding wing worth the shit. Yeah. And uh, then Tony Khan kind of doubled down on that explanation and kind of said during the post-media scrum, what did people expect? Did they expect us to blow them up? And yeah, it was well, just... I mean, don't, don't sell me this type of magic. That shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it was I just like... my damn money. I could have watched it on on YouTube afterwards, or you watch the roundtable. But what you said was the perfect. It's way. like buying. It's like buying a Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah. Right. Or 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 a Mike Tyson fight would be oh, oh. it's over in like twenty seconds. Yeah, like but yeah, like what you said, Chrissy though explains kind of what this botch felt because we had a lot of people during the round table kind of tell us, oh, this is top three botches of all time, and I was like, oh, I can't go that far. I don't think it's on the level of a Shockmaster or right. anything like that. But I will say this is the botch that made me feel the saddest. This is the most deflated that I've ever felt after a botch because everything around it was pretty much perfect. 
Right. Like the match was exactly what it should have been. We got explosions. We got barbed wire. We got blood. It was it was exactly what, and we got one of the greatest kickout spots of all time. Moxie putting his foot on the ropes to get the explosion to break out of the one ring angel. One of the best spots of the entire year was right there. I, mm -hmm. uh, but and then and then Eddie Kingston coming down that angle would have been amazing if there was an explosion. So. Top Guy JJ, what are your thoughts and on, first of all, AEW's response to the explosion, but what was your feelings after the explosion went down? I think AEW had the perfect response because it's kind of like, here, yeah, let's, let's give ourselves shit before everybody else gives a shit. So basically, they're, they're <laughs> eating their own yourself. crow. They're eating yeah. their own crow. It's like they're eating their crow and they are joking on themselves. Like, they're putting mm -hmm. the joke on themselves. So it's like, they already knowing that they fucked up. Like, this right. was not this was not an accident. This was something... No, this was an accident. This is not something that was <laughs> done on purpose. This was a complete fuck-up. Like, but I don't want to take away from all the work that they put in for this entire pay-per-view because yeah. that match... That shit gave me some anxiety attacks. <laughs> when, 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 when Kenny hit that, when he hit that bump on the ropes, and then that shit popped off at the ropes, and then the freaking the the the, the paradigm shift into the barbed wire tables, and then as I was at that 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 kick, so no one has still kicked out of the one wing angel nope. because Mox's foot leaned into an explosion <laughs> to break the count. So it, it just they 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 choreographed this so well they did such an amazing job with this match this match was so fun that countdown was that countdown was i i i, I was hot too so that countdown, <laughs> i was like yo yo it's this about, is about to, to pop off like this ring is about to do some smackdown implosion shit like at least the the only thing that i wish that they had something something to do with something to make the ring rattle or something to do yeah. to make the ring have an effect because the ring all standing in one piece and basically not even doing anything of any sorts to make Eddie Kingston sell because they're professional wrestlers. They're not directors. Right. So they're going to do their job. They did. He did his job. He leaned on top of Moxley and when he leaned over, he just looked like he had a full-blown anxiety attack. Right! Like, like I thought something like happened to him. He had a full-blown anxiety attack. And you can't just shake off an anxiety attack and pop up. Like, <laughs> it doesn't happen. So Eddie Kingston did a phenomenal job. And then they started to they started to throw the egg on their own head. They started to throw it in their own face. But, you know, obviously, you know the shots is coming. And it's like, again, that's... Again, if people have watched this show... Or this this podcast, people understand now. That's kind of why I rate pay per views the way I rate them. I rate them from the start and I rate them from the finish. Because all that shit in the middle, you're never gonna remember. I swear to God, if I never see another battle royal for the rest of my life, I will be completely happy with that. That True. battle royal was absolute shit. Oh, you're so, bugging. Uh, whatever. You're bugging. Whatever. A lot of people thought that was the best whatever. match on the show. That was great. 30 dudes, and it was like two minutes of meat in that shit with a bunch of nonsense that far. Yo, everybody, <laughs> all of a sudden, yo, have you ever played a video game where you basically start off at like half a half a life? Everybody has half a life in these battle royals because they all <laughs> so subjective. 
connected to uh, any halfway signature move, and then they fly over the top, bro. Like they fly. Like no, I'm good. I'm good on that shit, bro. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on the battle royal overselling. But other than that, that's even my only call out on it. But other than that, like the the show was phenomenal. I really enjoyed the pay per view. I really enjoyed the whole pay per view. I'm not gonna let my enjoyment get spoiled by like two minutes of dud because. Yo, anybody, you could get a dud from a fireworks shop. You could get a dud from any, any it could be a dud anywhere. But the fact that it happened on live pay-per-view, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, egg in the face. Yeah. So I, I, wanted, I wanted to get one thing in really quick, and it just, it just kind of encapsulate this whole, situa- whole situation with a dud explosive uh, <laughs> that happened on Sunday night. And it might be an unpopular comment. But I want I want I'm gonna say it and I wanted to simmer in on you guys. Okay. AEW is not an entertainment company. Uh... They don't have the same resources when it comes to putting on some type of a spectacle or a show or even something cinematic on live TV where we can actually buy it in. They don't have that experience. They're yeah. a res- they're a wrestling company. They still have to get there. They're only two years old, so I'm just gonna oh, leave that there. Jose, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully disagree with that because you're going to do something like that. At least make sure it works. But again, these are fireworks. They're fireworks. They're unpredictable. So you, you can't put a prediction on if you're gonna decide to step into the lane of fireworks. You're gonna have to take the pros and the cons with it. Because everything in that death match worked to perfection. The barb, the, 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 the shot to John Moxley with the barbed wire explosive worked perfectly. Everything worked perfectly except the end. That's the gamble you take with fireworks. Now, my question is, though, because I know, like, in some shows in WWE, especially, like, when WrestleMania was in town, they would rehearse the fireworks stuff prior to going live on pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm, I'm questioning, did AEW, at least in that last spot, did they even rehearse that spot? Yeah. Or was that even the intention to go like that? Right. That's, that, that, was, that, was, that was my question. I was going to say, no, okay, they, if this um, happened... Okay, go ahead. Uh, Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer uh, Radio confirmed that they did like it test the explosions. They had been testing the explosions right. for weeks uh, on mm. it. Just when when it came time to actually do it, it just didn't work out. And that's the like like JJ said, that's the risk that you take playing with explosions. It might not work out when the time comes. So we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into you know the di- what happened on Dynamite, how they responded to it on Dynamite. Uh, but we also had at Revolution, Christian Cage was revealed as the mystery Hall of Fame worthy signing for AEW. He did an interview this week on Revolution <laughs> and said that John Moxley was the person who convinced him to come to AEW. Exactly. Fightful Select 
Fightful Select reports that sources from WWE stated that they weren't completely sure that he was making the jump, uh, but guess he might be uh, since he hadn't appeared on WWE programming after the Royal Rumble. Higher-ups in the company said that Cage not being referenced on WWE TV wasn't a coincidence. While they, they were let down that Cage didn't sign, it was on the WWE for not locking him down to a contract. One talent said that if this move makes Christian happy, they're happy for him and spoke highly of him. So I was with you, Jose. Do you think that Christian Cage lived up to the hype from AEW? Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) I honestly thought it was going to be Kurt Angle. That's who I thought it was going to be, the guy that was going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) But... Right? I'm a little disappointed, you know, because I really wanted to see Edge and Christian versus the New Day or Edge and Christian versus business. You know, I really wanted to see that. I don't want to be that selfish, um, but I don't mind, you know, Christian, you know, having a nice little run in AEW, you know, have him. I've never we've never seen Christian versus Omega. So that might be an interesting matchup. And I wouldn't even be mad at him having that belt for a while either. That might be a long shot. Because they, they probably want to keep doing stuff with Omega, but I wouldn't. I'm okay with it right now. But we were supposed to see something on Wednesday night. We didn't get to see much of it. Uh, I'm. I just know that I'm optimistic. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, JJ. I know you predicted CM Punk. <laughs> okay. But what was your thoughts? What, what was your thoughts on uh, Christian Cage being the mystery signing, and did he live up to the hype? Jose, so I'm 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 gonna just put you up to speed with this jerk because I literally <laughs> said I, no, no, I don't want to be no no it's not the fa- I literally said I am going into this give me the cheeseman give me all the cheeseman I, I want all wrong. of it I was like I don't care if I'm wrong I'm just picking this as a fan. Because we kind of basically got the story that it was going to be Christian. So I didn't make this pick to be right. I made this pick to be a fan. And Christian wasn't going to make me pop out of my chair and be like, oh, shit. Outwork everyone? Fuck that. Like, why do I, like, what? Oh, he had a, why, why, why does that have a countdown? <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Outwork everyone. Like, really? Really? Fucking really? <sighs> so... Did a reaction? Um, okay. It it happened. This just basically to kind of what you would have wanted to see, Jose, is WWE is too selfish to give you what you want as a fan because Christian basically wanted a mid-tier contract to have some working to basically have a decent working schedule. They was only gonna put him on for spots and probably gonna job to whoever he was gonna fight. And it's not, you know, it's like, yo, you got one final run in you. You feel healthy enough to have one good run. You got options, take them. And, and, you know, I hope this works out for Christian. I really do, because he had about a five-year span of really (laughs) bad luck with injuries. Like, he hit his peak. He became the world champion. He had to drop the belt because of injury. And then he came back, just never became himself. SP with the looks. I don't care what your looks are. I, I don't, and, I don't Christian has had a long history. Christian has had a long history of injuries that has kept him out. But from he was never a world fun. champion and had to relinquish the title. I didn't say he. Uh, you used the word relinquish. Well, you you used said the word. you said that he was a world champion. 
and then he got into injuries and he had to he had to let it Once go. He lost the title. No, that wasn't how it went down. He okay, was world right. champion in 2011. His injuries didn't start until like the end of 2012. I know Christian's career. I'm a fan of Christian. You're not. You've you've made this clear Ooh. the last two weeks. Um, I made it clear because of what they made. They they blew this thing up to be. I didn't say I'm not a Christian fan. This Christian thing is just didn't. It wasn't gonna do anything for me. It just wasn't. I don't care what any. It's not gonna. It wasn't gonna do anything for me. He did have an unfortunate string of bad luck, as I was saying before. I was so rudely interrupted. He had a bad <laughs> string of, of of injuries for a number of years that never allowed him to reestablish himself in the title run. Because he kept going on this one more match angle, which is basically what turned me off on Christian to begin with. That one more match shit just turned me all the way off because he just kept coming back for one more match. And then that one more match injures him. He comes back for one more match. That match injures him. And, and it's like, damn, damn. You might as well just hang it up, son. Just hang it up. So hopefully he's healthy enough to have at least a good year and a half to two year run and it be successful. All the best wishes for Christian, but. It didn't do nothing for me. Okay, I just asked if it if it lived up to the to the hype from AEW. But Chrissy, yeah. what yeah. did you did you think yo, that you, it lived no, up no, to that? No, 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 no. He, yo, he, hold, yo, Jose, he's the king of this shit. He likes I said, he, like, he, he, he's the king of this shit. Like he likes throwing these little side subliminal bars, <laughs> and then carries it on to the next topic. Like you're not gonna no, get the I'm bars. Actually, Chrissy, the <laughs> like, like yo, like he does that shit on a religious basis, yo. Boys, boys, the question? Come on, come on. Ask Chrissy the question. He just so <laughs> So for me, um, no, it didn't live up to the hype because I already seen him come out at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's on another program, and so what? I don't care. Um, so when he came out, I was like, <laughs> just like that. Okay, he's coming out. Yay! Woohoo! I am upset, like you said, because. Uh, SP sold me on a, a thing that we could have had a good angle because I'm like, well, why did they have Edwin? I wasn't buying it. You know, why did he have him, you know, win the Royal Rumble? And he's like, no, Chrissy, this is what's going to happen. This is, he sold, he sold me on that part. So I was ready for it. So this is all your fault, SP. This is all your fault. I can't help that I have better ideas than WWE. I, and I know it's not your I fault. I never said that. I never said that. What I'm saying is that you had me sold on something. I was like, yeah, I can see it. I'm with it. And now he's over there, and I'm like, damn, what they gonna do now in, like, four weeks? You know what I'm saying? Like, WrestleMania's in, like, four weeks, and I still don't see any type of, like, oomph for that match. Do you? No. There you no. go. There's right my now. answer. You didn't even have to answer. You just, your right silence said it all. Your not face right now. is not right now. Yo, there's no, he there's penalizes no... you for being a fan. He penalizes you for being a fan, <laughs> but then penalizes you for being wrong. So he sold a great idea. He sold a great idea to Chrissy. Chrissy bought it as a fan and wanted to see it. It right. didn't happen, so it's her fault. I <laughs> wanted to see something other than Christian. I wanted to see something other than Christian. You're an idiot. It's your fault. It was a fan fault. You need, you need to you need to stop associating your 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 missteps with Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy is something totally different. Why I sold her. I sold her. I sold her. Can I talk? I sold her on an idea that I had that was yeah. better than WWE creative. <laughs> when he they had the opportunity to lock him under a contract, it's not my fault that they don't hire me. I'm on this show. I've been on this show for almost four years now. They can hire me. Call me. 
Like, uh, yeah, I say the same like, thing, man. Like, yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's something is something where they are I don't they say they listen to people but they really don't who are we who are we kidding they don't they don't they they listen to the stuff but they don't listen to us they have their own ideas in their own heads we can say a million and one things that will make fans appreciate and watch and understand these stories but they don't they don't give a shit because you know what they're the millionaires or we're not, I'm not I know I am I'm not um <laughs> I live in Brooklyn uh, you know, <laughs> you're doing, over there. They count eight billies. They count eight Right, billies. that's what I'm saying. So it's like a fuck about anything we can, we, that we gotta say. Right, we can say it till we're blue in the face, and we can come up with these good ideas. And we're like, damn, if it would have went this way, you know how people would really appreciate or understand the story. And it's like these buildups we, we're doing fast lane. We're all I'm, I'm deflecting off the. We're supposed to be talking about Christian, but it's just it's just a shit show of shit. So <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. It, don't don't Sorry. let don't let don't let she JJ that's, that's take you on a shit. different road. Yeah, it's just yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry, SP. Go ahead. You, take you down a completely different. Sometimes road, it's good but... to go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> but the final the final thing I wanted to touch on with the revolution, we had Sting and Darby Allen defeat Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a cinematic street fight. A lot of a lot of people uh, seemed like they enjoyed it. There were some people that had their mixed reviews. But what was your guys' thoughts on the cinematic street fight and Sting's return for the first time in six years? Let's start with you, Jose. I didn't like it. At all. Um, I thought that this street fight was just going to be all around Daly's place with tables all over the place. Or even on the football field where, you know, we can have some pretty cool spots. And that's not what we got, man. I'm, I was really disappointed. I would have actually preferred to have the exploding barbed wire death match as a cinematic match than to have this match shot cinematic Ooh, style. I didn't think about I, that. That actually sounds good, Jose. That's a good one. I thought I thought that might have been done. Um, I mean, there were some pretty cool spots, you know, the suicide, you know, uh, dive all the way or from all the way from the uh, top Over of the, the wall through, <laughs> through, you know, through the barrack. It was crazy. Um, some of the spots they had on there. It was entertaining for a cinematic match, but again, it wasn't really what I was expecting. And and not to offend any of your listeners or viewers, but no. I'm just not a Sting fan to begin with. So. Aww. Hey, not everybody is going to be a Sting fan, whether it's 2021 or even 2000. So it's fine, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> Chrissy, what, what was your thoughts on Sting's return in the cinematic street fight? I, I'm, I felt the same way as Jose again because I thought a, the street fight was going to be all over the arena, not a cinematic type deal. So, I mean, I thought it was okay. It could have been, I think it would have been better if it was just like, a ring, we go outside the ring, we have we go all over the place. Like we don't have to be like the other matches that we've seen, but yeah, do a spot by the football field. Like you have this whole prefla of things in this place that you are renting from. Why not use it? Like you could be outside, have a couple of cars there. I don't know, but like I think it could if it's a street fight, like give me a street fight feeling. And I didn't feel that with that cinematic fight, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Top guy JJ, what was your thoughts on Sting's return? Uh, he looked good though. Sting looked great. Yeah, he, he looked, looked good great. Though. He answered he the did. question in direct. Sting looked great. Yes. Um, great, but yes. I, it's kind of a, I, I wouldn't say, I guess, a piggyback thing, but I guess it's one of those things that you lose the element of the street fight vibe when you take the people out of the street fight. Like, uh, you, you got people there, you got fans there, you got things that you got elements that can have people that's in surrounding there but when you take 
every personal element out of it and you just make it this area like in a hallway there's no inner there's no reaction like you don't see no reaction like how you have like a parking lot brawl or you see something with with people are surrounding there like oh and you kind of get in that 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 fight feel there's no fight feel in filming like it, it's literally just a regular like and that's kind of what i i couldn't get into it because i don't know how anyone else is reacting so it's like if you're not there live, like if you know, it's kind of like one of those things. If you watch something on the Titantron live and you kind of react with your peoples, or if they bring the fight to the uh, to the crowd, obviously COVID, you can't really get that close to people anymore right now. But <laughs> you're losing the element of having that that street fight feel of having people react to what you're doing. And when you make it camera cinematic style, you did the whole feeling is gone. So now mm -hmm. it's, I'm acting, I'm reacting to this alone. Yeah. So I'm a loner reacting to shit that I might should be reacting to, but <laughs> I don't know if I should be reacting to it because I'm doing this by myself. So it kind of was lost during this match. I think it was well executed, but it was, I was lost. I was kind of lost watching this. Like, uh, okay, Sting looked good. Yeah, <laughs> ain't got the win. Yeah, that was good. At the, at the end, that's all that really mattered in this one. Sting looked good. So the other stuff <laughs> on our uh, Revolution, we had the Young Bucks defeat the Inner Circle duo of Chris Jericho and MJF to retain the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Ray Phoenix and Pac won the Casino Tag Team Royale. Uh, a, a highlight of uh, Jungle Boy John Silver in that one. Ethan Page is revealed as a special as a surprise entrant in the face of the Revolution ladder match, but Scorpio. Sky takes the victory and takes down the ridiculous uh, fr freaking ring from Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Uh, Maki Ito was revealed as Britt Baker's surprise partner, and they defeated Thunder Rosa and Riho on the buy-in. Hakarashita defeated Ryo Mizunami to retain the AEW Women's World Championship. Hangman Page defeated Matt Hardy to gain uh, Hardy's first quarter profits, thanks to the Dark Order literally having Hangman's back. And Miro and Kip Sabian defeated Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T. So, regardless of how you feel about Revolutions, ending it was a very very solid card from top to bottom we're gonna go week 68 of the wednesday night wars you know how we do on true hill heat we give the ratings we tell what happened and then you guys decide what was the better show for the week if you don't like how we do it here you can check out wednesday night warriors with romeo and chris g where they break down each and every segment and let you know what they thought for the week but chrissy love hit the drums so WWE NXT comes in with 691,000 viewers, down slightly from last week with 692,000, to AEW Dynamite, who is down 200,000 viewers to 734,000. They still beat NXT despite the major drop-off in, in uh, viewership from last week's episode with Shaquille O'Neal. That's, that's that Shaq effect, yo. Yes. Right? <laughs> Dynamite ah, had an incredible closing angle with the Inner Circle War Council where MJF revealed that he has been making a faction underneath the nose of the Inner Circle this entire time, uh, revealing Warlord. <laughs> 
FTR, Tully Blanchard, and Sean Spears as his stablemates in a brutal attack on the entire inner circle, even a returning Sammy Guevara. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley cut a brilliant promo where they explained the dud explosion at Revolution, with Kingston saying that he passed out from a panic attack, being reminded of when he was being sent to Rikers Prison. Uh, the Super Elite then used the dud to get heat on themselves, saying that they are happy. <laughs> That they took what the fans wanted away and got into a brawl with Mox and Kingston, but it ended with Christian Cage setting his sights on the AEW World Championship. Ray Phoenix beat Matt Jackson in a killer opener. Darby Allen defeated Scorpio Sky in a great TNT Championship matchup. Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Shia, and Ryo Mizunami beat Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Maki Ito, which featured one of the greatest things ever. Yes, yes. Maki Ito singing her song even after the it's cut while everyone brawled to start the match. She's the Uh, best. Awesome. And this set up the first ever female main event of AEW Dynamite as it will be Rosa versus Baker 2 in an Anything Goes Lights Out matchup. And next week, St. Patrick's Day Slam Dynamite Edition. On WWE NXT, Finn Balor defeated uh, Adam Cole to successfully defend the NXT Championship in a stellar TV Match of the Year candidate main event. uh, Thanks to a distraction from the returning Kyle O'Reilly. And then we got got an awesome (laughs) ending to the show as Finn Balor said, what took you so long? And turned around to Karrion Cross confronting him. Shirai beat Tony Storm to retain the NXT Women's title in a really good opener. William Regal announced that there would be a two-night takeover on Wednesday, April 7th on USA and Thursday, April 8th on Peacock, as well as introduces the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships and rewards them to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Then 53 minutes later, Kai and Gonzalez then <laughs> lost the titles uh, to Ember Moon and Shotzi uh, Blackheart in a fun man. matchup. Uh, Jordan Devlin announced that he is returning to NXT to confront Santos Extra Bar and to see who is the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship champion. So a lot went down uh, on both shows. This is not the rare week where one show had a lot of stuff and the other didn't. Both shows gave us really good episodes. Both shows gave us noteworthy stuff. So yes. what was the better show for you this week? Jose, you do a post show over on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube uh, channel, The Debrief. You do great stuff over there. I know you, you break down each show, but we have the very important question since you do it every week. What was the better show this week? <laughs> oh man, you know it's 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 really tough to call because on one side you had tons of championship matches. You have three title matches on one show on NXT. Yeah. And then and then on AEW, you have this incredible angle <clears throat> towards the end of the show with the war council revealing that MJF has been creating his own faction, which by the way, we're calling on re- over on, on the debrief, we're calling him the fifth element instead of calling him the new uh, the new horseman. So since it's five of them, the fifth element. So that's what we're calling them. Um so that was just an incredible angle, and I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the inner circle and the fifth element if they end if that's what they end up calling themselves. Um, but dude, if I have to give from a match standpoint and storyline standpoint, I gotta give it to NXT this week just because of 
how Adam Cole and uh, and Finn Balor ended with Kyle O'Reilly coming back with the jean jacket, looking like a real young short-haired Triple H. Um, yeah, he looked like one of the T-Birds from Greece. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he looked like, the T-Birds. Like, Yo! He was doing the hair. If I had hair, if I had hair. <laughs> I'm like, why oh. look like one of the T-Birds? He had the jean jacket. He had the converses start. on. Like, the hair was slicked back. He, all he needed was a little curl that came down. He was one of the T-Birds. Come on, Tommy. He wasn't Johnny. Come on. You know, no, when he was taking off his armband. Right, right. When he was taking off his armband, I thought he was going to go, go, Grease Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> see? See? <laughs> Jesus. But, but yeah, just, just, to have, just to have that storyline kind of um, pick up with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, I think is super important because mm-hmm. that's going to get off to a... Huge matchup at one of the two nights at TakeOver. That set up great. Not to mention the incredible match that we saw between Tony Storm and Io Shirai. This is their third time facing each other. The first two times, Tony Storm got the upper hand. This is the first time Io Shirai got a huge win over Tony Storm. Not to mention that now she's got her eyes on Raquel Gonzalez because after they lost their titles, she went straight up to her. She's like, you're next. Like, yeah. like she's got bigger balls than all three of us guys put together. Let's just put them <laughs> oh. Gonzalez is my girl. I love her. I think she might be the one to dethrone Io Shirai, but that's just me being biased because we share our, 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 our kin last name, but that's okay. <laughs> and then not to mention the incredible announcements that William Regal gave us. With the two night takeovers and the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships and those championships changing hands on the same night, I, I thought it was a lot to handle. But I think it was great because we need these buildups going into Takeover, yes. and I thought they did a better job of of giving us these storylines and matches, which were incredible compared to AEW. So my my pick NXT. So we got one for NXT from Jose, Miss Chrissy Love. You are next up. What was the better show, AEW Dynamite or WWE NXT? Okay, so um, AEW, first of all, homegirl that sang her song without her music and then goes and hit homegirl with the, with the mic in her, in her head twice. I thought like she, she was going to be my winner for the whole – she was my MVP for the whole, for the whole show. I loved her. I thought she was entertaining. She's so cute. But then she's like a badass and was like, fuck you in the same time. Who yes. does that? That's great. I love her. <laughs> um, I thought AEW was good. It had a good come home show from their uh, from the pay-per-view and they got and they spoke about everything. They was like, no, we're not gonna let you talk about us. We'll talk about you, talk about it ourselves, and we'll handle it our way. So I could respect that. However, this week NXT Muscle was sitting back and was like, no, we gotta give them we got to put all them all, all our money on black. Put everything on black, like we at the casino, and we bet everything. We put it all on the line. I don't think I would have given Raquel and uh, 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 Dakota the belts right away. I would have had them fight for it, and whoever wins would be the first one. But it was They're the winner cool. of the Dusty Women's Cup. They deserve they the championships. They used to have That's my extent. Like, give me something for winning the Dusty Cup. I don't want that crap-ass trophy. Get the, throw that shit in the damn garbage. I can't take it with me anyway. 
Wait, I'm sorry. I was going to wait till I go. But you don't give Come them the on, title the week after they lost. Yo, why like, are we spoiling matters, well, bro? Like that. Oh, yeah. Why, we all know. We all know that there was a lot of shenanigans last week, okay? Yes, yes, we yes. Had a a w, of, we had a, a raw official. A lot of shenanigans, yes. You got choked the hell out. They it wasn't like, the legal person. It doesn't matter. It, you and it, wasn't do even an, it wasn't even an NXT official. It's You're being biased. No, if you want to do it this way, you do Dakota Kai does a German suplex on Shayna Baszler. And the NXT referee comes in, counts the one, two, three. Then then Dakota and Raquel are the champions. Then Adam Pierce comes down with the Raw official and says, no, my Raw official just said Dakota Kai's shoulders were down as well. So Shayna and Nia keep the title. So they have a legit claim to being champions. Not they got choked the hell out. And they lost, and you're saying, I wasn't the legal person, so they deserve the titles after they just freaking lost. Like, uh. But go ahead, Chrissy. I'm sorry. It's so much fun. I, I totally, I totally agree, get it. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that last week was a whole dud, and now we, we want to say, hey, we got these belts. Y'all had these belts for how long? Don't, they didn't make these belts in, like, a week. You didn't make them in a week. They're beautiful, by the way. They're a little small, but they're beautiful. Um, I like them better than the other girls one, so there. Um, but I think NXT really put everything and bet everything and said, you know, we're gonna have these three championships and let's have a good run to get us to take over for the two nights. It's gonna be a full ass week of fucking wrestling that week. I don't know how we're gonna survive. I really don't I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do because it's gonna be from like Monday to Sunday. It's gonna be the whole it's all seven days worth of stuff. You. It's you, gonna be like, I, I know. Around cables that week. And you're gonna be drunk every day. Have fun. I, I, I wish you luck. I, I, hey, I would be too. I would do it too. I'm telling you, I would be there drunk with you, I, friend. I, I could. I, I just want to wish SP luck on scheduling that roundtable schedule. <laughs> of course. So, Christy, who, who my, my, my winner is going to be NXT for the win for the first time in a long time. Got good, good show, guys. Both shows were great, but NXT took it over for me and. And my boy was a T-bird. I loved it. I fanned out. Go ahead. Finish. Love it. JJ, what was the better show for the week, AEW or NXT? So I got to do this as usual. Yes, as usual. So, <laughs> all right. This was that week where I felt like NXT was just going to literally go here and here and just smack AEW out the frame. And... NXT had a damn good show. That show was very good. Like, I love all... I like all three of the title matches. Yes. All three of the title matches were excellent. The, 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 the meat and the potatoes are starting to get there. They're starting to get a little bit more. They're, they're doing a little bit better with this. A little seasoning. And, and then... Adobo. AEW pulls the coup of coups with MJF at the end. Basically creating a double turn like basically turning the inner circle faces and him having this all heel stable why does sean spears look out of place everywhere he goes like he doesn't <laughs> look like he belongs anywhere like he just looked like the weird dude that was just like a camera guy that just hit yeah, just take the you're big take the camera away and then you're gonna go fight these guys like he just looked out of place to me but it wasn't enough to put AEW over the top for me. Mm. Like, it wasn't enough. Like, NXT put on 
they basically shot all of their shots in this basket here. They <laughs> shot all of their shots this week. And that's why I popped the cork, especially because this is that rare week that I'm going with NXT because those three title matches were all really good. You don't get three great title matches on a television show weekly. Yeah. They went all, all out this week, and I'm going to give them their flowers. I'm going to give them their roses. I'm going with NXT on a strong Wednesday performance, which was shocking as hell to me that their ratings went down. Like, that was just blasphemous. Like, yeah. how the hell is that even possible? Like, three championship matches, the introduction of the women's tag team championships, even though it was the most dumbest way of doing it possible. Like, they just had a whole fucking tournament. They had a whole tournament to introduce these titles two weeks later. Like, and then they give them a shot against Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and it wasn't even on their terms. Like, they just picked when the Dusty Cup winners was going to have the match. Like, they're the tournament winners, and they had no, no pull or no say-so in any of this. Uh -huh. And then the illegal person loses, which created this stupid storyline. But it was like, y'all... They y'all had you know they know they had these titles sitting there forever. They had them titles sitting there. Why they couldn't just reward the shit at the damn takeover? Like why? Like why hold it? I I don't I, I just didn't get that part. Like Nia and Shayna had no reason to go to NXT. They could just stay on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and just, and just leave it be. Bravo to NXT finally having some women's tag titles. But finally, the yes, the execution was a little off to me. So, what did I think was the better show for this week? Um, this was a really close uh, week. This, uh, most weeks, honestly, I feel like it's a 10-8 round with <laughs> AEW. AEW usually winning. Yes. This, right. was, this, was a, this was like a five-round fight. Yeah. And all the rounds went 10-9. And even, even some of them, I could see somebody giving a 9-9 nine -nine because it was, it was tied for a lot of them. But, I wanted a tie. But, I wanted to do a tie. <laughs> My biggest issue with either show this week was those goddamn NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Like, honestly, uh, both oh shows, man. both shows were like nine out of ten shows. But my biggest issue was the NXT Tag Team uh, Women's Tag Team titles. I'm all for giving the women more opportunities, especially when you saw the women on the stage and look like a bunch of them. Give them more opportunities. I'm all for them. But this is the the most piss poor booking that uh, uh ahead of planning ahead of time planning that I've seen yeah. from the NXT brand in quite some time because you had a goddamn tournament why not make those for the title if you're going to bring in the titles why do this the WWE Women's Tag Team title match last week? If yeah. you gotta give them yeah. the titles, why have them lose last week? Yeah, if they're gonna lose last week, why not do it in a better way? Like there's yes, so yes, any so, questions. It's layers upon layers of questions. However, so, however, the rest of the show was so strong. Cole yes. versus Balor was brilliant. That was a great TV main event and one of the TV matches of the year already. And not enough is said about Finn Balor is in the best form of his career. As someone that saw him in even New Japan and knew he was great in New Japan, this is the best he's ever been in his career. Different like, level. The O'Reilly matches, the Dunn match, 
Yes, Roger Strong last week, Adam Cole this week. If he can pull out another level, man, he's on another level. If he can pull out a really good or even great match with Karrion Cross, he might be in the question for wrestler. If he does that, I'm with you. If he does that, I'm with you. He might be in that question, but I just love the ending. And that's why this week I'm giving it to NXT because that ending set up two main event matches for your two-night so takeover. Good. Yes. You, had, you set up O'Reilly and, and Cole in like, this fringe match, and you set up Cross versus Balor. I don't know who wins either of those matches, but that Back. makes them more compelling and more Back. intriguing. But Back. AEW knocked this shit out of the park. Like, I am <laughs> more to NXT because I don't usually give it to NXT. Right. We never give it to NXT. <laughs> very, very close, but I really wanted to give it to AEW because they responded to that dud explosion better than anyone could have guessed it. We got to shout out our, our guest host from last week, Stephanie Chase. She went on Talk she Wrestling the in the UK and on other podcasts this week and made the call that Eddie Kingston should say that he had a panic attack and that's the reason why he passed out and Eddie did that, so shouts out to her for calling that correctly but eddie and moxley's promo great the segment with kenny omega 69 me don 69 me don oh my I, god I was like mad pause. Pause. Mad oh pause. my god like yo he, he said get on all fours get on all fours oh <laughs> i love his shoes i love his shoes by the way this oh was great god. kenny omega was hilarious that was great but the closing angle like that's where it all comes in because it, it AEW does this very often. They get you in the direction of one story and then completely make a left turn. Like not, they, yep, they decide, yep. They, they decide when they're supposed to zag and it always gets you off of guard and it also it also makes you more into the story at hand. And him being able to, you know, we saw Sammy return, we saw the inner circle turn on Jericho, then turn back on MJF, and then all along MJF had this plan because what he originally said, it all came to fruition. He originally said he wanted to learn how to be in a stable. He never he never really wanted to be in somebody else's stable. He always wanted to be in his own stable but Jericho thought oh he's gonna try to get my stable but no all he was in the inner circle for was to learn how to be in a stable so he did that and all along we thought this whole four horsemen thing with FTR Telly and Sean was on his own spear and then they brought the two worlds together and that was just brilliant that was just a great angle from start to finish i loved it i loved the, a lot of the angles the matches phoenix and jackson was awesome that was a yes. great opener scorpio sky versus darby allen was fantastic yeah. and dark and scorpio sky turning heel afterwards was great i love the setup of different angles like pentagon versus cody that was great i love i love hangman with his lawnmower with the dark order just so much great stuff going on on, on AEW and NXT, it was a great night for the Wednesday Night Wars. But yes, NXT unanimous takes this this week. One question before we move on with everything. What do you guys think about um, Rosa and Baker in the main event for Dynamite next week? Do you think that this is the right choice, the right matchup for AEW to present their first ever women's main event? Jose. I think so, man. Uh, I've been alluding to this for a while that, you know, Britt Baker, if she really wants to become the face of that women's division, they need to yeah, put her in a big main event against a big name. You got the spot. You got the name in Thunder Rosa. So yeah. now it's just pulling the trigger and let them both go. 
having a lights out match in the main, uh, main event next Wednesday. That's a history making match right there for both of these women. And I can't be any more proud of them. Um, but yeah, this is this is Britt Baker's moment right now to really solidify her name in the AEW women's division. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that they made it a lights out matchup because uh, a lot of this could be viewed as them like trying to pander to the fans and like all the fans are complaining about the women's. We're just going to throw a women's main event. No, they really built up this rivalry and the fact that they have established that the unsanctioned lights out match needs to go after all the matches. So it makes sense why this is the main event in so many different ways. Chrissy, what's your thoughts? Um, It's Finally, um, they should have been done, did something, but I guess they had to build up the women and build up this story to have the, the right girls do it. And, um, I'm ready. I love Dr. Britt Bacon and Reba. Um, I'm excited. I don't care which other girl win. I like both of them and I just want to see a great match. And I think they will deliver such a killer, uh, main event for Wednesday. Absolutely. JJ. I, I think this is the perfect time. I think this is the absolute perfect time. We've been, and again, this is one of those things that we've been talking about for weeks now on True Hill Heat, that, we, that we've been seeing the rise of the AEW women's division. Like, you can't just force them into a main event when they don't have the shine that goes with it. The AEW women's division has been shining over the past month. They have been doing some phenomenal things in that division, and they have been doing a great job building... Is yeah, Britt Baker looks like a main event. Like Britt Baker looks like a main event. She is the perfect woman to be the headliner of this show here when it comes to giving the women their first platform as a main event. I'm all for it. I am all for it. So I, I absolutely love it. And I if I may, if I just want to piggyback really quick, I know this is I just kind of like prior question. The only reason why I really had a gripe with the NXT titles is that it was built off controversy and not off hard work. So that's what the storyline made it look like. The, we know that that, women is, that that division is top-notch. It shouldn't have been built on controversy. It should have been built on the road. Yeah, they, they, made, they basically made it feel like it was a charity gift. Like they, exactly. you, you guys lost. So here's your, here's your uh, consolation prize, and that's not, that's not, right. that, that's not, that's that doesn't build, and and the fact that they lose the titles less than an hour later, it doesn't build prestige for for these new titles. So yes, but we got to move on, guys. There was more going on throughout the week. Raw, we had Bobby Lashley with a brand new entrance defeated Bruh. the. Race. To, to, to retain the WWE Championship, we had another Drew versus Sheamus banger uh, that went to a no contest this time when they banged steel steps together. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton in the main event thanks to Alessa Bliss summoning black goo out of his mouth. But uh, Top Guy JJ, what was your thoughts on Lashley's new entrance? Yo, have you ever seen something so over the top but it was so worth it? Like that was the most that was like literally attitude era Titan Tron video pyro like yo when it was like it, it just looked like one of those entrances that were just made it out of theatrics. It was like the god, the god just came out. The almighty, like it was so extra. It was so extra, but it was so perfect. Like it it, it was like he got his due. Give that man his flowers that, that that's all i saw out of that entrance that he got his motherfucking flowers 
And this looks like the WWE is invested in this man. And he is going to take this raw brand to places that it needs to desperately return to. Absolutely. Raw's Raw's got good place with Bobby Lashley on top for sure. We also missed Impact Wrestling, which had huge news this week out of this episode with Scott Demore announcing that this Saturday sacrifice main event of Rich Swan versus Moose will not only be for the Impact World title, but will also be for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. And the winner of that match will face Kenny Omega in a title versus title match for both the AE. EW and Impact World Championships at Rebellion on Saturday, April 24th. Jose, what is your thoughts on this huge matchup that has that can really shake the landscape of professional wrestling? So just to be upfront with all of you guys, I only <laughs> watch Impact clips, okay? I only watch what's you know, kind of like t- t- the main stuff of what's going on. Don't worry, don't mean, worry. These two are, are similar. Oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. Oh, we're here. It's, oh, we're here. It's, it's, only, it's only my gimmick to watch everything, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I watch almost everything, but, dude, it's not enough hours in the day for me to yeah. catch up Word. with everything. A full-time job, this shit is hard. It really is, dude. Like, like my life is consumed by wrestling. It's almost driving my wife why uh crazy so um but to, to the point of having this unification title match this time it's time we had one definitive champion tna doesn't exist anymore it's now impact but and i hope we get a new belt design off of this which will be great i'm kind of hoping moose is going to be our man because I've been following Moose for a long, long time, and I, I think this is his time. And seeing Moose versus Omega, mm. that, that just gave me chills. Feel it. <laughs> Feel it. That Feel gave it. me chills. I don't know who to pick out of that, but I just know that's going to be a banger of a match if that's what we get on the, 20, on the 24th. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I see it going a different type of way than what you just said, but we'll get into it when we do our predictions for Sacrifice. We also missed this week MLW Fusion as we got further uh, further allusions to the Azteca Underground and El Jefe on this episode with Alexander Hammerstone beating L.A. Park to retain the MLW Openweight Championship. And then Hammer was attacked by Mil Mortez. And then finally, New Japan Cup is ongoing. We talked about it a little starting off last week on true hill heat 115 uh earlier this week we had evil defeating jeff cobb and toriano beating great okan so it will be evil versus evil versus yano in the elite eight but we have other second round matchups coming up you got goto versus shingo takagi takagi defeated okada in an awesome match probably the match of the tournament so far during the week minoru suzuki will versus kenta suzuki had a great match with homa this week we had we're gonna see zack saber jr versus will osprey yuji nagata versus sanada David Finley versus Yoshihashi and Jay White versus Tadahashi. We weren't able to do it last week with predict who we think is going to win the New Japan Cup. So I will ask you guys this week, out of the people that is left, who do you think wins the New Japan Cup? We'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. You got Evil, you got Yano, Goto, Shingo, Suzuki, Kenta, Saber, Osprey, Nagata, Sanada, Finley, Yoshihashi. Switchblade or the Ace? 
Damn, Jesus. I lo- you lost it like two names ago. That's like the most impossible choice of choices to make. It really is. Win this entire cup. Like, my heart, my heart is going to go Osprey. Like, 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 I want Osprey to reclaim that 2019 badass, unstoppable wrestler of the year vibes. Like, I need, I need that in my life. I need that in my <laughs> life. Like, I need to see Will Osprey in that spot. But it's just like, oh, uh, it's like, I mean, we, I, the only person that I know that's not winning this cup is the ace, unfortunately. But everybody else seems like it's a damn toss-up. But, you know, I'm just going to go with my heart. I'm going with my heart. Fuck it. I'm a fan. I'm going with Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, pull this shit out, even though I have a feeling it will be Jay White. But fuck it. I'm going with Will Ospreay. We got one for Will Ospreay. Chrissy Love, who do you have? You're on a winning streak. I think you predicted the G1. You predicted World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. All correct. So who do you got in the New Japan Cup? You need the names one more time. You no, got- I, I I got my pick out okay. of the pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Mr. J White, um, for sure, because my other blue is not, you know, he's or whatever. The he's the champ, right? And he's gonna lose, so I can't bet on, you know, I could bet for him. Well, he's not no, in it. He's not that's even what I mean. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he's not in it, so I can't pick him. Um, but I'm gonna go with Jay White. Okay, we got one for Jay White, one for Will Osprey. Jose, who do you got in the New Japan Cup? It's going to be Switchblade, bro. Switchblade Jay White. The guy's been on the up and up. Now that he just re-signed and he's going to be hanging out with New Japan, that's going to be that's going to be New, uh, New Japan's next top guy. Yeah. Um, if not the top guy for the next year or two. So, um, yeah, Jay White. Kenta, a strong second. Kenta would be very, very interesting. Him and uh, uh, Koto Ibushi, they versed in uh, Kenta's first G1, and Kenta got the victory. Koto Ibushi has never beaten Kenta, so that would be a very interesting one. But very rare case here on True Hill Heat that I will agree with Top Guy JJ. And I yes, he was Osprey. the Osprey machine. Will <laughs> will win the New Japan Cup, and we get Osprey versus Ibushi, which... Chef's Yo, that's, that's, like, that's like a 27 star match waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, 27 oh star? Like, that Big Meltzer like is going to be jacking up stars. That's wrestling orgasm after orgasm. Like, that shit is like the pinnacle. Yes. Yeah, I can see all the sparks in their basement just going, oh my, oh my, oh, oh my god. I watched that match for like two hours. And just be like, ugh. ugh. Well, only reason I don't go Jay White is because I think it's too soon to do Obushi Jay White again after Wrestle Kingdom. And I just think that Will Ospreay needs this victory a little bit more. They've been getting behind the United Empire. And this would be a big ring to kind of establish him back in the main event scene. But all good choices all around for New Japan Cup. Follow the YouTube channel as Jay News will cover it. We're gonna you're gonna see nights one through three review as well as nights four through six over the weekend. So check that out. A couple of other news notes that we gotta touch on before we get to Impact Sacrifice. WWE News F uh, F4W Online reports that John Laronitis has returned to the WWE to serve as the head of talent relations. La- Laronitis. 
People power. Laryngitis or laryngitis will report to WWE Executive Vice President of Operations Brad Bloom, and the official title for him will be General Manager of Talent, and he will begin immediately. The Talent's Relations Department is split into Talent Management and Talent Branding, so he's going to be a part of Talent Management. What are your thoughts? To go backwards, I don't get it. What are your thoughts on Laronitis returning to the WWE, uh, Jose? Why? <laughs> Why? I'm, you know, and and this is just not. This is just another example of the of the higher ups in WWE. You know, reaching in the bag of legends and bringing them back, not only on a TV aspect, but even on the behind the stage aspect. So it's it's a little. I don't know. Like, yeah, it really is. You know, they, they could, you know, why not like make Shawn Michaels, you know, one one of those guys, you know, like bring him more into a uh, an official uh, business. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas, but yeah, it's not a bad you know, idea. I, listen, as long as Laronitis is not going to be a TV personality, I'm okay. I don't need to see him on TV. He can do all his talent relations stuff behind behind the TV camera, behind the scenes. I don't need to see his face. I don't need to hear his raspy voice. Oh, you don't oh. want to see the white suit with the red tie? Oh, oh you don't, oh, don't want to see Laronitis <laughs> defeat Roman Reigns in, in a main event of a pay-per-view? No, you know, no. he has beaten other top guys. You know, he has that under his belt. But yeah, we should, we should <laughs> definitely move on. During this week's The Bump, WWE announced that the, the 2021 Hall of Fame uh, will take place on Tuesday, April 6th on the Peacock Network and will have both the 2020 class of Batista, the Bella Twins, the British Bulldog, JBL, Jushin Thunder Light, and the NWO in a brand new 2021 class. Speaking of which, Molly Holly was announced as the first inductee of the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame. Molly Holly had a long career with WWE, former women's champion, definitely a bunch of successful stints with the likes of The Hurricane, Spike Dudley. She was even a manager for The Macho Man in WCW. Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on Molly Holly being the first inductee for the 2021 class? Um, give her her flowers. Um, it's it's deserved. Um, I remember when it was her. Um, being I first seen her in WCW with Macho Man and um Gorgeous George. Yes. So give her give her her flowers. Like she had the blue the long blue dress on and white gloves. So I remember those days. Oh, those were good days. Miss Madness. Um, yes. Miss <laughs> um, Madness. Yes, she was the princess. Yes, that was her name. Correct. Um. But yeah, give her her flowers. Um, that's a good pick for um for the women. That's a that's you know because we get one for the year, so you know. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go go uh, to JJ and Jose for this one. Name one woman you would like to see next up to join the Hall of Fame. Since pretty much the Hall of Fame, I said it on Wrestling Daily this week. I'll say it here: the Hall of Fame works like AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, they only can have one wrestle, one women's match. The Hall of Fame can only have one woman join the Hall of Fame. So right every year, one. So. Who's, who do you think should be the next up, Jose? Why haven't we inducted China? Absolutely, it needs to be China. They need to get over that petty stuff from years ago. 
That happened over 20 years ago. She's dead for Christ's sake. And she's dead. Even say anything. Listen, there's listen. If it wasn't for China, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff that we have with the women right now. They want to credit it to a lot of the women's revolution in this last year, but no, no. The, real, the real person that launched all of this is China. China's the first woman to be in a Royal Rumble, the first woman to be an intercontinental champion. Why is she not in the Hall of Fame? And I will always advocate for China to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. JJ? I am only not going to second that because that is the most obvious one. So I'm going to try and veer this a little different because China is the obvious. Like, China, yeah. like, if, if whatever reason she's not in that shit, get over it. Like, whatever reason she's not in it, get over it. I'm going to go with one woman, though, and she is probably not going to be the most popular choice. But she did have a nice little kickstart to the women in the wrestling part of the Attitude Era. And I'm going to go with Sable. <gasps> Ooh, I'm gonna go, I feel good. that, I like that one. Sable, Sable was one of those multiverse sexy slash wrestlers that actually attempted to be a wrestler. Along like with being beautiful, like she tried it, like but Sable was a, a she was a stick figure first. Obviously, she was a stick figure to be in the beautiful, sexy, the eye popping one for fully loaded with the hands on the breast and everything. Yeah. But then she actually took being a wrestler serious for a while. Yeah, she did. So and then she became wrong. women's champion, and she had a pretty decent run for all the women who want to be me, and for <laughs> all the men who come to see me. <laughs> like, like, oh, why is Sable in that bitch? Like, why isn't Sable in there? It's a good question. And you know, Sable, Sable, is, Sable is also another history-making woman in the WWE and in professional wrestling. The first woman to grace the cover in the uh, from WWE, the cover of Playboy. Yeah, yeah that was a huge deal she back then. Twice. She did it. And she twice. did it twice. She, she went. Twice. She was one of those first stars, especially of the Attitude Era, that kind of go mainstream. Like you had yeah. your, your yeah. Rock, you had your Austin, you had your DX, and then. She, Sable was in that. She's in that era. Yes, she is a part of that era. She's one of the women, and she had her her thing with Jacqueline. She had a whole bunch of like, like she had a whole bunch like. That feud with Jackie was awesome. Right, like you you can't forget those things. If Jackie is in there, Trish is in there, Lita's in there. You, she's one of the girls that should have been there before the the, them. If you want to. I'll never forget the Monday Night Raw back in 1998 when I was in high school. That just shows my age, by the way. The sable bomb delivered to Jacqueline that made her boobies pop off on live TV. On live TV, yes, yes, yes. That was great for a seventeen for seventeen year old me. I was like, yes, I yes. There's those those those. uh, Sorry, not to be be too misogynistic. I'm sorry, those 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 (laughs) those accidental (laughs) slips are very exciting for a teenage boy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Also, a little bit of more news from WWE. Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio noted that WWE has a goal of thirty thousand tickets per night for the two night WrestleMania 37 events, according to Meltzer as well. Unless Vince McMahon decides he suddenly likes and wants to use Aleister Black, the rest will be stuck in catering until his contract runs out. In January, it was reported that 
Black has not been backstage since WWE uh, released his wife, former WWE superstar Selena Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, in November. WWE has also issued a new press release announcing that WWE Network will officially shut down uh, will officially shut down on April 4th as part of the transition to Peacock. The actual transition begins on March 18th as uh, WWE Fastlane will be presented on the network and Peacock, WrestleMania Mania, however, will be exclusively on Peacock. So, are you guys are are you guys already prepared and canceled the WWE Network? I haven't canceled it yet, but um, I, <laughs> down- I, I, have, da- I have. I have. I sure. downloaded my um the Peacock app today and see how I could do it. But I gotta so I gotta cancel my other one to get into that one. Is that how it works? No, you I, need to so cancel the- I don't know. I don't know how it works. WWE Network, so you don't charge for uh, no, no, no. So what happens? So basically, oh, they're gonna charge. You- oh, shit. If oh, you they already charged me for March. So my, good. Yeah, my, my subscription, my subscription is fan friendly because my subscription to the to the network is on the second of every month. So basically, if you have the service and you've already paid, you'll have it for the rest of the month. If you cancel it before your new cycle, if say if your cycle is like on the seventeenth, unfortunately, you're gonna have to cancel right before then and then pay that nine ninety nine for Peacock. So you might be one of those middle tier people if your subscription yeah, is in I'm the middle of. See, I'm a middle tier person. You have to get rid of it before the middle of the month so you can get the service on there. So get rid of the network, basically. You you can watch it for the rest of the two weeks, but yeah, or rest exactly. of the week, rest of the week, rest of the week. You have one week. You have one week actually. There you go. Peacock, so I'm good. I already, I already, I've yeah, been happy. Pe- I'm Peacock good. is actually a good service because you get more things than just the network. Just pay the nine ninety nine for the no ads. There you go. We're, we're helping. We're helping everyone here on True Hill Heat. And then finally, Raw drew 1.896 million viewers, while SmackDown did 2.252 million viewers. AEW news in a tweet by Dax Hartwood. It was speculated that Chad Gable's WWE contract may be up in two months, and he can possibly go to AEW, which. I would love to see. Uh, AEW announced that Double or Nothing will take place on Sunday, May 30th from Jacksonville, Florida. In uh, New Japan news, Fightful Select reports that New Japan has dropped any and all footage of uh, Marty Scrawl filmed during the most recent New Japan Strong tapings and says that the company will not be working with Scrawl. The report also notes that several talents stated that if New Japan let them know Scrawl was performing, they would not have worked the tapings we talked about this on true hill heat 114 so that's a little update right there roh news roh announced that their 19th anniversary show will be on friday march 26 at 8 p.m the main event will be roosh defending the roh world championship against former champion jay lethal after lethal defeated matt taven ec3 and jay briscoe in a four-corner survival and we're also going to see ec3 versus jay briscoe in a grudge match and then the final news note mlw announces is that their next special event will be on Wednesday, March 31st, Never Say Never, which will be main evented by J- by Jacob Fatu versus Calvin Takeman for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. So finally, we got to our last segment, Impact Sacrifice. It's a, the latest Impact Plus special, and they got a couple of big matches, a couple of title matches. We're only going to get the uh, predictions for us for the title matches on this card, but they're also going to see Decay, Crazy Steve, Black Torres, and 
uh, and Rose with Rosemary versus Reno Scum. You're also going to see James Storm and Chris Sabin with Jake Something versus Violent by Design, Joe Doring and Diener with J Eric Young. Havoc and Nevaeh will versus Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. They're going to be a home harmless match, which means anything goes. Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers. The first match we will predict from the card, though, is for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team titles, as it's going to be Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan, Fire and Flava will versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Jordan Grace and Jazz earned the number one contendership a couple of weeks ago. They've been going back and forth with Steeles and Hogan over the last couple of weeks. Jazz got a victory over Steeles on the most recent episode of Impact Wrestling on Access. But who wins the Impact Tag Team titles match? Let's start with you, Chrissy Love. Fire and Flavor versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Uh, fire and Flavor for the win, friend. One for Fire and Flavor. <laughs> Jose, who you got? I'm going to go Fire and Flavor, man. That's just a, that's just a fun tag team name. I yeah. mean, who, yes. who doesn't want to have a team that's called Fire and Flavor and be the tag team champions? Right. I'm just going to, just by pure name and not really having known any background on this tag team, <laughs> I'm going to go Fire and Flavor. Well, well, to, to confirm that you made the right choice, Jose, Tasha Steeles is Puerto Rican. So, ah, so you made you, you 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 made a wise decision. It's like <laughs> it's like your <laughs> internal your internal freaking told you to pick them. The internal yeah. Rican. <laughs> the homing device. I felt it. Like I was like, mm, flavor. I got it. <laughs> there you go, uh, JJ. Who you got? Of course, fire and flavor, man. Like I just don't see Jazz winning tag titles yeah. in 2021. Like I, I just don't see it. I'm happy for Jazz to be out there. I know it's great for Tasha and uh, Kira. I know Jazz is someone that they probably looked up to. So to be in there, mixing it up with them is great for their career. But yes, I'm going to agree with you guys. Unanimous. Fire and flavor. Get the victory here. Impact X Division Championship is on the line as it's going to be TJP defending against Ace Austin. Ace Austin won the... Uh, the Super X Cup back uh, back in the end of uh, 2020, and then coming into this year, he won a triple threat match with Black Torres and Chris Bay to earn the number one contendership for the X Division Championship. So, who wins? TJP versus Ace Austin. Top guy JJ. Uh, Ace Austin. You know I ain't picking TJP in no matches. Fair enough. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, the shade of the hate is real for TJP. What's up with that, bro? Yo, I keep the same energy. Uh, the energy is the same. That shit don't change. TJP is whack as fuck. What? Oh my Bro, god! You crazy. The energy is the same. It ain't changing. Listen, okay. It could be listen, TJP on this podcast himself. JJ. I still pick against TJP. JJ, I am going to respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you put put that type of hate on TJP, bro? T. Did you not watch the, the, the CWC in 2016? Yes, the video game Mega Man entrance is dope as fuck. And then everything after that was downhill. <laughs> Agreed that he is underutilized, but dude, TJP is one of the best performers inside that I, ring, bro. I, technically, he is one of the most technically gifted uh, guys in that ring. Uh, so my pick is going to be, I want to love you. TJP. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Chrissy, who you got? TJP. I'm never going to get that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick TJP for the win. <laughs> 
I, I, I believe that TJP might win this matchup, but I'm going to go with my heart on this one, and I'm going to go with Ace Austin for the victory here. But I think this is going to be a really great matchup. Uh, next up, Impact Knockouts Championship is on the line, as it's going to be Deanna Parata defending against ODB. ODB is one of the great knockouts champions in the history of Impact Wrestling. She returned to the promotion a couple of weeks ago to assist Jordan Grease and Jazz against Deanna Parata, Kimberly, and Susan, and uh, got attacked by Deanna Parata backstage, which set the stage for this matchup at Sacrifice. So here you got Deanna versus ODB, Chrissy Love. Give me Deanna, please. Deanna for the win, JJ. I have a feeling this is where they're going to get a little funny here. And ODB is going to pull off the upset on some weird shit. Like, I'm going to go with ODB on an upset on a very short title run for her. But why she come back? Why come back? (laughs) <laughs> I come back if not for a championship run, of course. Just ask Edge. Uh, Jose, who do you got? <laughs> ODB or Deanna? I'm I'm very biased on Deanna Parazzo, man. The virtuosa. Man, I was really disappointed that she did not get the run that she deserved in NXT. I'm very happy that she's doing well in Impact. And she's going to continue doing that when she defeats ODB. Yes, it doesn't feel like this is uh, the time to take the title off of Deanna. She had that false start, uh, false stop, then start uh, when she lost it to Sue Young and then won it back. So I think she's going to get the victory here. Impact World Tag Team Championships is on the line. Interpromotional matchup as it's going to be New Japan Pro Wrestling's Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson getting a shot at the titles of the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers uh, were were basically stars in New Japan when David Finley and Juice were young boys, and they used to carry around their bags. But now, six years later, Finn Juice are former IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. They have come to Impact Wrestling to make an impact, pun intended, and win the titles. So they are up against the their former mentors, if you want to say. So who wins this matchup? Good Brothers versus Finn Juice. Let's start with Jose. Dude, I'm a huge Juice Robinson fan. I love that guy. Even oh, when dude. he was, uh, even when he was back here in NXT, I mean, the guy was just amazing. But he just really grown in New Japan. Um, and David Finley too, man, he's awesome. Yeah. But right now they got a great thing going on with the Kenny Omega angle and the Good Brothers. So the Good Brothers are definitely retaining this. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, who you got? Good Brothers or Finn Juice? Good Brothers for the win because they're gonna have to go. You know, bring them over when they. See you in my AEW. <laughs> so, <laughs> good brothers, please. That's fair. Top guy, JJ. Yeah, you can't you can't break up the golden faction right now. You can't break up the golden faction, bro. That ain't happening at the expense of Finn Juice. I'm sorry. Finn Juice ain't worth it. I agree with you guys. Unanimous. The good brothers get the victory and retain the titles. And I think probably at rebellion we either get good brothers versus the young bucks for both the aew and impact world tag team titles to make that like the biggest impact pay-per-view ever or we get the good brothers versus john moxley and eddie kingston for the impact Ooh. world title the world tag team titles i would either love one. to see yeah. either either one of those matches you can't but- go wrong <laughs> Finally, at this Impact Plus special, the main event is very important. 
the winner of this match will move on to verse Kenny Omega for the AEW and Impact World Championships at Rebellion on April 24th. But this match has really been the longest running like rivalry in Impact. After Ritzwan won the world title at Bound for Glory, it was Moose who was the TNA Heavyweight Champion, has been the TNA Heavyweight Champion ever since Tessa Blanchard was Impact World Champion and left and had left the company. Uh, Moose filled in as TNA Heavyweight Champion, which wasn't recognized by the company. He beat EC3. Finally got it recognized by uh, Scott Damore, but has been stalking Ritzwan for the last couple of months. Beat down Willie Mack, even uh, lost an I Quit match to get the opportunity at the Impact World title that Ritzwan granted to him. But in all intents and purposes, this probably would have been the main event for either Hard to Kill or, or Rebellion. But because of Kenny Omega coming in, we get the main event right here at Sacrifice for the Impact World title and TNA Heavyweight Championships. Who wins Ritzwan versus Moose? Chrissy Love, let's start with you. Oh, I'm going to say Moose for the win. Moose for the victory to move on and verse Omega at Rebellion. Top guy, JJ. All I want, all I want is Moose versus Omega. Moose versus Omega. That is the <laughs> only word that I've been saying is Moose versus Omega. Moose versus Omega. Moose versus Omega. Like, Ritz one, this is not a knock to you, brother. But this spotlight belongs to Moose. Moose deserves this more than anybody in that company right now. So we got two for Moose, Jose. Moose. <laughs> Moose. <laughs> Moose. Hell yeah, bro. Moose all day, every day. JJ couldn't have put it any better, bro. This guy deserves it. And listen, I don't think... Listen, Kenny Omega may have had six-star matches in Japan and five-star matches here in AEW, but he's never gone up against someone like the likes of Moose. Right. Especially this version of Moose. Exactly. This version of Moose. This is the most dangerous version of Moose I've ever seen. The most dominant. And I want to see that so bad. So, yeah, Moose, bro. Moose is definitely getting to win. Taking that title away from Rich Swan. Everyone going for Moose, but your boy SP3, because <laughs> you're not thinking of the smart money, ladies and gentlemen. The smart money is Rich Swan wins these titles. He versus Omega, because whoever walks in to verse Omega at Rebellion is losing. And you don't have Moose win the titles to lose it a month later. That's yeah. not smart money. What makes more sense and completes Moose's story altogether. Moose has been TNA heavyweight champion. Been going against the company. He's saying, you guys don't have a real world champion. I'm the real world champion. Moose loses this matchup. Kenny Omega wins the Impact World title. Unifies the Impact World title with the AEW World title. He's belt collecting. But the Impact World title has to get back to Impact Wrestling. So who's their savior? The guy that's been against them the whole time. The guy that had to make up his own title to be recognized as the real world champion is the guy that saves the title from the tyrant of Kenny Omega. And Moose defeats Omega for the Impact World title whether that's 
months down the road, bound for glory in October, the whole story, that makes more sense. Mo whoever goes into Rebellion is losing to Omega, so it shouldn't be Moose. I got Red Swan winning that sacrifice. Okay. Love to see it. You know, you know when you explain it that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, he has a tendency of he he has the story like tendency. Like yeah. if anybody watches the blacklist, right? If you watch the blacklist and you know yes. how Reddington gives you the story before you die. Yeah. He gives you this cool story of what to eat before you die, and then he kills you before you get to have that meal. <laughs> You've already eaten the shit, and then he gives you this beautiful story behind the shit pick that you probably think you made. Don't fall for it. What Don't fall do? for it. Oh, oh I'm not changing. My, I'm not changing my pick. We want motherfucking moose. We do <laughs> want motherfucking moose. I get it. I get it. I get it. But yes, that brings us to a close on True Hill Heat 116. Check out the lineup on our YouTube channel right now. You got the AEW Revolution Roundtable Review. It was a crazy, fun, full podcast breaking down everything that happened on that show as well as true hill heat 115 with stephanie chase that was a one of our what a just a blast of a podcast that really flew by you also got the latest wednesday night warriors ae recap true rewind j news japan as well as review of honor and dark dark power and you're gonna see my very exclusive interview with georgia smith the daughter of the british bulldog we talk about everything including how she found out about her dad's hall of fame induction as well as her experience being in the angle in mlw with her brother and alexander hammerstone and her thoughts on the current wrestling scene in comparison to when her father was on top so check that out that's up on the true hill heat youtube channel right now but Thank you to Jose Gonzalez for joining us on True Hill Heat 116. One of the best backgrounds we had for our guest host. Some great yeah. analysis and some bias towards Moose. I love Woo. it. Love it all. Love it all. Thank you, sir. But please tell the people watching where they can find all your great work, whether that be on Sports Kita, Reekins of Wrestling, and everywhere else between. So uh, you guys can follow all of our content for Reekins of Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. It's just like it sounds, Reekins of Wrestling. You guys can also follow me daily at SK Wrestling. We report uh, daily news roundups, so you guys can catch me on those videos. Every Wednesday night, we got the SK uh, the Debrief, and uh, I'm always on. So <laughs> if, if I'm not doing a podcast, I'm doing a video. If I'm not doing a video, I'm doing an interview. So I'm always available. So thank guys, thank you so much for having me. Right. It was great having you. You are welcome back anytime, good sir. So thank you for coming on True Hill Heat. Top Guy JJ, tell them where they can find you on social media. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. That's Instagram, Facebook. I am Justin Johnson. I am making a pitch to all of my True Heels right now. We have had a ton of guests here. If we are ready in Texas, we need to make this the biggest True Heel party ever in Texas next year because that's Come where in. all the shit is going down next year. That's where Texas is culminating the WrestleMania weekend from because you know we can all gravitate and my god the celebration would be fucking epic. <laughs> be marvelous. Miss Chrissy Love where can they find you on social media? 
Um, I'm Miss Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook as Chrissy Love underscore or Miss Chrissy Love and just playing Crystal Lynch. Absolutely. And you can find me on Twitter at TrueHealSP3. Check out the community wall on our channel. You can see my latest experience, uh, my latest appearance <laughs> on Alex McCarthy's family, <laughs> where we discussed our Mount Rushmore of ruthless aggression, Miss Opportunities. Ooh. Also powered for SP3 with myself and John Scott as we discuss AEW Revolution. And I'll be on the SK Wrestling YouTube channel with Smack Talk with myself and Rick Uchino following smackdown so you can check that out right now if you're watching this episode and of course you can follow true hill heat on facebook twitter and instagram as well as our friends at wrestling travel warrior wrestling mission pro wrestling and battle club pro you can also subscribe to battle club pro my battery is dying which is marcus cash youtube channel jimmy macaram wrestling travel the wrestling daily youtube channel as well as sk wrestling and of course like this video share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family of course there is the icard or the subscribe button to subscribe to the true hill heat youtube channel press the bell and press all so you always get a notification for all the great content you can also listen to true hill heat on itunes soundcloud or wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast and of course you can watch true hill heat on powered for tv so until true hill heat 117 next week for our special guest jose gonzalez of regans of wrestling and sports Keto wrestling for the beautiful, the lovely, Miss Chrissy Love. For our resident True Hill alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill phenom, SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 116. We are signing off until next time.